Golf and rock and roll. Not logical, but it is fascinating. Playing down that big old fairway. Don't want no hackers to get in my way. The boys and me got a big NASA going. We will fall to drive. It's the Golf Insiders, giving you the inside scoop on all things golf. Now, here are your Golf Insiders on 740 The Game. I love to play. Hey, bring me another bucket of balls. We love it. And turn on the lights. I love to play. Hello, Orlando. You're listening to the Golf Insiders, taking you home on the fairways of I-4 in the house, Holly G., Along with the best caddy on the planet, back from Augusta National and the 2014 Masters, Rich B. What a beautiful, beautiful thing. What a beautiful trip. Short straw again. That's what I get for going on a cruise, huh? Yeah, how was that cruise? You were, uh, you were, you know, I saw some of the pictures and, uh, you know, belly up to the Corona bar. I, I was not working on my <laughs> golf swing. I can tell you that much. But tell us about Augusta, Rich B. Look beautiful. You what know, what a beautiful week. You know, I had to go over and investigate the uh, missing tree that was uh, the big news of the weekend. The Eisenhower tree. And, you know, you could see where they had replaced the sod, you know, and uh, for that to happen at Augusta. Unusual. Yeah, you know, they can pretty much uh, grow something, and it looks like it's been there forever, and it's I mean, pretty... I think they even have duct tape that's Augusta Green. Yeah, it, it was amazing to see that uh, big old swath that, I don't know what happened, but uh, there must have been a big mess. They cleaned it up, and, uh, they you know, they got it right. I mean, it looked beautiful, but uh, there is a big, there's something missing on that fairway, and it's, you know, it's just wide open now, as uh, it used to be, uh, you know, if you're, you know, cutting the ball down there. Uh-uh, you ain't cutting it on that hole. Bubba Watson had a little advantage, you know. I mean, he's cutting the ball. Uh, slap shot cut. I don't know. It was hard to describe, but uh, there are some shoots, you know, off the tees that are very tight, you know, and there's, a, I think he said 18 is a tough one for him. And um, number 11. Yeah, and, and th- that's because there's trees on the right. Right. Off the, or just off the tee box. Just ask Freddie Couples, my man, who started out so hot oh, on Sunday. Goodness. There, there was such hope for Freddie to be the oldest Masters champion, but it went all downhill when he chunked it it's in the water. Spectacular! The people come out in droves, you know, and, and it's just amazing, you know. And then about three o'clock, everybody just the, the golf course clears out, and they run over to the par three, and they just cover this par three course, nine holes of 100 yards length holes you know and everybody gathers around the greens and man you wouldn't catch me around those greens without a without a helmet you know i mean a couple of errant shots you know into the crowds and uh but a shout out to buddy alexander coach of the florida gators who we had on a couple weeks ago had a hole in one at the par three contest so uh way to go buddy he was a little concerned about showing up for the par three contest it is fun to watch playing with matt every but great we want to go uh to our big dog who uh, is just back at his home in Tampa after a long week up at the Masters. Bob Herrick from ESPN.com. Hey, Bob. Hey, how's it going, guys? Going great. Bubba, 
Gerald Lester Bubba Watson, another green jacket. Um, I'm, I'm not sure he, he got all the hype the few days before by all the pundits, Bob, but um, give us your thoughts. It, you know, 12 guys in the hunt on Sunday, and just nobody really made a charge. But Bubba sure was right. in control. Yeah, you know, I'm the first to admit Bubba was not on my list going in. Um, you know, I know he won the, earlier this year. I know he's played well this year, but he just um, I didn't see that happening. And uh, hats off to him. It was a great performance. Only um, the only guy to have more than one round in the 60s, and he had three. You know, uh, if he hadn't had a, a few missteps on Saturday, he might have won by a lot. Uh, and, uh, you know, when he's got it going with the driver, the, 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 his length, it's just amazing. I mean, we just sometimes forget about it. He's so erratic, typically. He's not very consistent, and, and, uh, it, and it hurts him. But, boy, he was really good. Uh, I, I believe he's top two or three in greens and regulation, and that is always going to be a strong factor at Augusta. And, uh, you know, you as you said, nobody, nobody really made a run at him, but part of that was he, he, he didn't allow it to happen. He was, he was so solid that, uh, that after the turn, he didn't really give anybody any hope. How about where he drove the ball on 13 on Sunday? Having a pitch shot in for his second shot. I mean, you know, let alone the shot that he hit on 15. But, I mean, he, he, you know, he was just overpowering on the par fives. I mean, uh, you know, he, he, he even admitted he cut off a little bit more than he wanted to on that hole, and, and he might have gotten fortunate that it, uh, that, it, that it didn't hit a tree and drop down. But nonetheless, I mean, you know, just to, to, the fact that he was able to hit a ball that far, that high, and, and get it to, to fade that much into the fairway. I think he had 144 left. He, had a, he hit a sand wedge in. <laughs> you know, sand wedge. Now, he didn't get – he didn't hit the greatest of, of, of second shots in, which, uh, you know, he and actually ended up having a lot of work to do to make a birdie. He he left himself a fairly long birdie putt. But the, but the point is, is he, you know, he was going to do no worse to make a par there. You know, it was just, uh, you know, there, there was no, uh, you know, there was, after that tee shot, there was no angst. I mean, typically the second shot on 13 uh, when you're farther back at the mid iron, the ball for a righty is above your feet, a lefty below your feet. Uh, not an easy shot. And when you got a sandwich in your hand, I mean, a pro is going to dump that in the water. He, uh, you know, that was, uh, that was impressive. And of course, you referenced 15 where everybody's sort of wondering what he was doing. Uh, but, you know, he, he's got the skill to pull that off. And that, what he did by being able to get that through those trees was not have to worry about it a downhill wedge shot for his third. And, you know, it's, uh, hey, is uh, good stuff. Uh, good good for him, and it'll be it'll be fun to watch him going forward now uh, to see, you know, how he how he treats, uh, you know, his game, uh, you know, in these next few big events because, you know, last time he didn't handle it that well. Bob, all right, uh, here's my uh, prediction for next year. Uh, you know, I, I'm going to give him the favorite. I think he, he could dominate this golf course for uh, quite some time unless the uh, powers to be at the, the Masters figure out a way to box him in somehow, some way. I think well, it, I mean, I think that's a great point. And if he, if he gets his head straightened out, why wouldn't he be the favorite there every time? I mean, you know, we, we kind of 
when he when he didn't follow up after the win two years ago and played so poorly, you started to wonder if it was a bit of a fluke. Now, when you win twice in three years, you add that win at Riviera earlier this year. You look back, he lost in a playoff at the PGA in 2010. He actually was tied for fifth in 07 at Oakmont at the U.S. Open. Uh, you know, a very, very hard golf course. And the guy has immense skills, and I would think this gives him some confidence. You, you reference them maybe, you know, making some changes. You know, if anything, it was too hard anyway. I mean, the scoring was not very good all week. Uh, I believe there was only 19 rounds in the 60s. Bubba had three of them. And there wasn't the usual back nine excitement. I just thought they made it too tough. I mean, it was so difficult. The pin, pin position so tough. The green so hard that, uh, you know, guys couldn't do much. Uh, uh, so, you know, I, I hope they don't go the other way uh, and try to, you know, Bubba-proof it or, you know, Tiger-proof it like they've once done because, um, you know, I don't, I don't think that's as much fun. Uh, do you think they've made the course too tough, Bob? I mean, you know, they've, they've, they've lengthened it, of course, because they wanted to tiger-proof it. But I think everybody waits for that drama on the back nine. That's, you know, been one of the mantras of watching the Masters. And as the uh, TV ratings showed, uh, this was one of the worst overnight ratings for Sunday Masters, going back to 1993, down about 24%. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it just, I, I think it kind of, uh, you know, I get this a lot from people, you know, why do you write so much about Tiger? Well, I think it kind of validates why we do. You know, I mean, to, to, to lose that sizable of an audience for, for no compelling reason other than him, I mean, it wasn't a holiday weekend, there wasn't bad weather, there wasn't delays. You did have a decent leaderboard. I mean, uh, you know, you had Adam Scott on the leaderboard on Saturday. Uh, you know, who's obviously a pretty popular guy. Um, you know, uh, uh, Spieth is a great story. Bubba's a great story. Uh, Fred Couples is up there. Uh, Jimenez. You know, the, the, we, these are not like no-name people here, uh, and the ratings are that far off. You know, that's um, that, that's that's discouraging, I think, to those of us who work in the game because you know there are some great players out there, and you know, as far as the course difficulty. Um, I'm not sure what happened because, you know, the tiger proofing was done a long time ago. And, uh, uh, you know, we've had just a couple of years ago Phil, when Phil won uh, in 2010, 16 under. Uh, so, you know, to, 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 to be to where eight under wins, I'm not sure, like, what, what prompted that. The weather was perfect. There was a little bit of wind, but there always is. Uh, so you just got to kind of look at maybe where they set it up. Uh, I still maintain that uh, – all the trees they planted to the right of the 11th hole, misguided. You know, that hole is 505 yards, hardly yields any birdies. Uh, Rich, you were talking about 17. Without the tree, the hole played the hardest it's played in five years. In, in theory, it should play easier because you, you have a, a, a wider tee shot, at least mentally you do. And you certainly, if you hit it down the left side, you don't have to worry about the tree. Instead, and there, I think there was uh, no birdies at 17 or one birdie on Sunday. So that suggests where they're putting the tees or where they're putting the pin and the, and the speed of the greens. is. I mean, that, you know, there, there should be five or six or eight birdies. There, there's enough good good shots being hit you'd think that somebody would luck into it. When nobody does it, it means it's too hard. Uh, so uh, anyway, uh, I, I, think, uh, I think they have to maybe do some evaluating of that going forward. 
I, I think another uh, comment that I heard that, you know, there were some uh, t- tough pin placements the first couple of days. So you get these guys starting to play the course a little bit defensively. You know, then they try to loosen it up a little bit on Sunday. You're not going to have them go into, you know, high gear trying to go after go after it after a, a couple of the days they started with. Well, I mean, I think it's typical that they they make the pin placements a little harder the first two days. That's how you weed out the field. And then on one of the weekend days, you let them go at it. And, uh, you know, that never really happened. I mean, Jimenez, Saturday ended up probably being the – Maybe the, 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 the day to get it. I mean, Jimenez shot 66 on Saturday after shooting 76 on Friday. And yet, Bubba shot 74 Saturday. So, you know, if you were a little bit off, you were going to struggle. So, um, but, you know, you say all that, it was still a great Masters. I mean, uh, sometimes I think we're greedy. You know, there wasn't, there wasn't the, the fireworks on Sunday, but uh, there was some great stuff on that front nine. The fact that Spieth and Bubba both birdied the fourth and sixth holes with par threes is remarkable. Uh, you know, those are really hard holes. And, uh, you know, it looked like it was going to be a, a dogfight there. And I think Spieth, uh, you know, it, it got to him there a little bit. He bogeyed the eighth, which was a bad bogey. And, and all of a sudden his, his momentum was gone, and I think he was starting to feel the pressure. And as it turned out, he never made a birdie the rest of the way. Well, it was uh, full of uh, interesting, eclectic players, no doubt about it, you know, from veterans to first-timers to, you know, youngsters and some of the uh, old guards. So uh, it certainly certainly was a great Masters. And as always, Bob, we appreciate your time and your great coverage. Bob Herrig, check him out, ESPN.com. And uh, we'll check in with you next week. Thanks so much. Thank you. See ya. You're listening to the Golf Insiders. 740 The Game. We'll be right back. We're back. The Golf Insiders taking you home on the fairways of I-4 with our Masters Wrap-Up Show. Rich B., Gotta love that music. Just makes the hair stand up on the back of your neck. Makes you want to hug an azalea bush. You know, they weren't really in the bloom, uh, you know, and that's a big deal. At, at the uh, Augusta National Golf Course, they usually will force them to bloom. They will do whatever it takes to get them to bloom, but uh, they weren't in full. It was uh, a quintessential week there for sure. And the man who was all over the golf channel. Just works so hard and always looking good. Maybe the second most interesting man in golf. Maybe the third now. Behind two-time Masters champion Bubba Watson, it's Todd Lewis from the Golf Channel. Hey, Todd. Hey, guys. How are you? Doing well. You're up at Hilton Head. Before we get to uh, what's happening there, your thoughts on uh, second victory for Bubba Watson. I mean, if he drives the ball that well in every tournament, he's going to be tough to beat. Uh, it's just, I mean, his accuracy and distance right now is just incredible. Uh, there's a reason why he leads the, the tour, uh, at least top five, I haven't checked this week, uh, in greens and regulations because he's 40 yards ahead of the field hitting wedges in and everybody else is hitting six and seven irons in. So uh, an impressive performance. He seemed to be focused, a lot more focused than he was two years ago, and he won two years ago. 
But uh, I was impressed with the way he won this one compared to two years ago. He was chasing all day a couple of years ago. Um, on Sunday, he grabbed the lead, built the lead, and hung on to the lead. Because as I've said to you many times before on the show, when you have a lead on the back nine at any tournament, be it your member's guest, there's a lot of pressure. If you have it at a major championship, you multiply it by 100. And he handled it beautifully coming down the stretch. It was cool to see him walk up the 18th green with a three-shot lead and obviously a chance to soak in the moment. His, uh, his wife, Angie, and son, Caleb, who were not there in 2012, they were there. So it, it was really cool to see. He deserved uh, the victory. He worked hard at it. And, and he's a great champion for Augusta National. Yeah, absolutely, and um, we're going to be speaking to David Hack after you, and uh, he paid a little visit to the Golf Channel and Morning Drive the other morning. Ter- terrific interview. Uh, but you know what I found interesting was how he handled his round on Saturday, shooting that 74. You know, he said, hey, you know, didn't have my best round, but I'm still, you know, I'm still tied with the lead. I thought that was very telling, and uh, I think he felt like he'd gotten the worst one out of the way, and he was still in good shape. Yeah, I mean, like a lot of guys take confidence after they come out of the scoring trailer, knowing they didn't have their best stuff, and they can turn a 78 in, in Bubba's case into a 74, or a 74 into a 71 at other tournaments and so on. When you play poorly well, when you don't have your greatest of the day, but you, or at least as you've had in the tournament week, but you're able to still score well. So, yeah, I, I think you, players get a lot of confidence when they feel like even though they didn't have their best stuff, they were still able to put the ball in the hole. Uh, and, and I think that's what Bubba had on Saturday. Probably gave him some momentum on Sunday. You know, I think uh, let's uh, we, uh, talk about Jordan Spieth for a minute. Now, I think Jordan, uh, you know, he kind of got lucky a little bit on the front nine. He held in there till the eighth hole. When Bubba knocked it by his forward off the tee, he had to have been 50, 70 yards past him. You know, and, and, he, and then he starts to get out of position. And, you know, he starts – I thought he started chasing Bubba. I mean, you know, he just and – it, and it gets frustrating, you know, to see a guy hit it by you that far. And I, I think it started to work on uh, Jordan a little bit. Uh, started to work against him on the back nine. You remember what you were doing at twenty? <laughs> yeah. No, he does not. Um, that, that's just all I need to say. I've stopped doubting Jordan Spieth. I've completely stopped. I don't care about his age. I don't care how many starts he's had in major championships, be it Augusta or wherever. Um, I, I don't care anymore. Um, this guy has raw passion, guts, and he wills himself around the golf course. Some people were kind of critical of how he handled himself emotionally on Sunday. I think he dropped the club and he got mad at himself. But um, i tell you this. If he didn't have that passion, that emotion, he wouldn't have been in position to win a green jacket. Um, I spoke with Tom Watson today and Nick Faldo, both are in the field here at the RBC Heritage, and they say you need a kick in the pants by yourself sometimes, and they totally appreciate it. The thing you do is you kick yourself in the rear for that moment, and you forget about it, and you move on. Um, if you drag it around with you for two or three shots or two or three holes, then you're going to you just spiral out of control. Jordan Spieth's class act. 
good guy. He's going to win multiple majors, no doubt about it. He's got one of the strongest heads on his shoulder, anybody on the PGA Tour, regardless of the age. I'm a huge fan, huge, huge fan. I deal with him every week he's playing. Um, he, he's going to be a superstar, going to be a superstar, mark my word. I totally agree with you, Todd. He happens to be the spokesperson for uh, one of my uh, clients that I represent. He's He is a class act. But I was really impressed with the press conference he gave. I caught a clip of it before we came on the air uh, up there at Hilton Head. Uh, sounding a bit Tiger-esque, saying it's all about the majors and that he had geared to peak for Masters Week as you know, the, as as also coming into major season, I, I mean, I I was just really impressed with what he said. Yeah, I watched a few holes with him today during the pro am. He said his entire team, he had his when he says team, he's talking about his friends, his family, his agents, his caddy. Uh, they they all were were on point and putting him and put him in help put him in position um, to be where he was. Um, so. Yeah, he had a good week, and good for him. And, again, that shows his maturity and his focus and the fact that he's wise beyond his years um, because he understands that legacies are made in major championships, um, and that's it. So he's, he's, he's going to have a tremendous career, a tremendous career. Now, the, the only thing I think he's going to have to deal with and manage properly is the demands, be it not necessarily from the fans, but from the media, but also from the sponsors, some of the demands he may put on himself, he's going to have to figure that out. And that's going to be the learning curve for him over the next few years. But I think he's going to handle it beautifully. I thought another guy who uh, was obviously looks like he could be a serious major contender for a first-timer, Blixed. I mean, this guy was a little pit bull just hanging around on Sunday. And, you know, Three top tens in his first three majors. Uh, he's he's a putting machine. Um, he is he should be. I'm not saying he's going to be, but he should be on that European Ryder Cup team. Um, and he's going to be a force because if you're a great putter in match play, you are very very tough to beat. Um, the thing I like about Jonas is that he put a he put a large hole in his give-a-pooper a long time ago. <laughs> he doesn't really care. He likes to have fun and stuff just rolls off his back. And uh, I think that attitude serves him so, so well. He's he's really, really a free spirit and loves life and loves to be in the position that he's in. But at the same time, he's got tremendous talent, especially around the greens, as I mentioned. I think I think he's going to be a good, a good young player for a long, long time as well. So before we let you go, uh, quick thoughts turning to Harbortown. Matt Kuchar in the field. Matt, you know, a, a bit of a surprise. Didn't close the deal again. Four putt. Um, you have Harry, Harris English, who's in the field. He didn't make the cut. I think that was a big surprise. What do you see at Harbortown this week? Well, I mean, it's obviously a very different golf course compared to Augusta. It's not as long. Um, it's much tighter. Um, and because of that, you got to be a good shot shaper. Um, because you can hit one right down the fairway and still be out of position to approach the green here at Harbor Town. It's a beautiful golf course, great P. layout. One of the favorites here on the PGA Tour. It's the second, actually, the players voted it the number two favorite golf course to play regularly on the PGA Tour, number one being Augusta. So it's it's a fantastic place. It's a lot of fun. you got some good names here. But I don't think you got to be a bomber to win here. Some play, actually, players actually who are big bombers off the tee, don't play this golf course because it's, they're just too big for it. So, And you look at the history of the winners, too, the guys who aren't hugely long. 
you know, Brian Gay, Jim Fury, Carl Peterson, last year's winner, Fran McDowell. So um, it's this is a good shot shaper's golf course. It's beautiful. It's on the Calabogie Sound. So it's good for the eye. It's good for the players. It's, it's a good watch on Thursday and Friday on the Golf Channel. Awesome. And as always, thank you and all of the Golf Channel team for all the great coverage wall-to-wall during the Masters Week. And um, also uh, that super documentary on Arnie that aired Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Catch it. Uh, There's replays, and it really is worth a watch. Thank you, Todd, so much. You're welcome, guys. Glad to do it. All right. You're listening to Golf Insider 740 The Game. A lot more Masters wrap-up coming up. Stay with us. Well, I don't want to take all the credit for their talent, but uh, first I had to teach them to play golf. Then I had to teach them to sing, and then I taught them to play various instruments, none of which they do very well. Back to Golf Insiders, taking you home on the fairways of I-4 in the house. Holly G and Rich B back from Augusta. And um, we have a very, very special guest on, Rich, who I don't know if he had the chance to touch the green jacket Tuesday morning. But uh, he is the co-host of Morning Drive on the Golf Channel former writer for Sports Illustrated in the New York Times, and someone I've been trying to get on, the Golf Insiders, for a while. Damon Hack joins the show. Hey, Damon. Holly and Rich, how are you guys? And you know what? I, I gave Bubba Watson a hug, so I did touch the green jacket. Oh, my gosh. What a treat <laughs> to have a, a second surprise visit from uh, the two-time champion. That must have just been uh, very, very special. It really was, and it's funny. We thought we were just in for a normal Tuesday. We were, you know, it was a regular 7 o'clock start to the show. I'm in the seg- in the simulator with Travis Fulton, who's the director of instruction for the PJ Tour Academies, and we had planned on doing about a five, six-minute segment on instruction in the winter and turning into spring, and everyone excited to play golf. And my producer says, uh, Damon, we have to cut this short, come back to the – to Studio AP, named for Arnold Palmer, and I'm thinking, what's going on? And, and they didn't tell us. We were sitting there, myself and Kelly Tillman, and they're just saying, uh, you know, just just bear with us, just bear with us. I'm like, what's going on? And Kelly says, you know what, we better be prepared for anything. And she goes, it wouldn't shock me if Bubba Watson was here. And I'm like, what? And the next thing you know, there we see it on our monitors. Bubba's, you know, and Kelly, of course, is a TV veteran. I'm a bit of a TV newbie. My head's spinning. And she was right. She called her. Bubba Watson walks into the doors of Studio AP and and gave us a great hour of television. I have to say, he was really just terrific, laughing, crying, the whole gamut. He was he was terrific. I, I love you guys. I watch it every morning. I watched that unfold live. It was so, so special. And they may have been calling on hell the most interesting man in golf, but uh, I, I, I got to give it to Bubba Watson after uh, that very compelling interview um, done by both of you as well as uh, good friend Tim Rosefort. Uh, it was just to just to get a sense of who Bubba is, he he is, uh, you know, it, it, not only complicated but compassionate. Uh, you know, just there's so much to him, and I think he's so great for golf. I do too, and I think complicated is the perfect word to describe him. I think there are many layers to Bubba, and 
he's an interesting character. He's emotional. He can be volatile at times on the golf course. We've seen him, uh, you know, having issues with his caddy, but they're like brothers, uh, Ted Scott and Bubba Watson. They, they laugh like brothers. They, 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 you know, every now and then Bubba will turn to, to Ted and, and kind of throw up his hand and say, you know, what, what happened with that read, et cetera, et cetera. But they're, they're a good combination. I think they work well together. And what a great story Bubba told about the 12th green on Sunday. And Bubba's trying to decide whether to putt or chip. And, and at, at, at Ted Scott, somebody says, you know what? Pinehurst. Pinehurst has a lot of uh, runoffs like this. The U.S. Open can have to be able to putt the ball sometimes off those shaved uh, – closely mown areas, and, and Bubba's like, you know, we're, we're trying to win the Masters here. It's a pretty funny story, but I think uh, I think Bubba, at the end of the day, complicated, uh, controversial at times, compassionate, uh, especially compassionate, uh, is very interesting and very good for golf. And plays a pink driver. I mean, you know, you just got to love every aspect of him and hits it through the trees on 15, like, uh, you know, he's playing a chip shot, aiming for the back bunker there. I, I mean, I think a lot of us were probably going, oh, my God, no, Bubba, don't. And uh, pulls that shot off, uh, probably a, a little bit of a heart attack to his caddy. I'm not sure. Oh, yeah, he had a little bit of a heart attack for Bubba. And if you, you asked him, he definitely thought that ball was in trouble and was left of where he wanted it to. He hit a big old cut but started it farther left than he wanted. We've seen – you know, players uh, over there in trouble before. Fred Couples, uh, Ernie Els uh, through the years. Uh, Matt Kuchar uh, on Sunday. Luckily, his ball didn't go into uh, Ray's Creek, but definitely, definitely a, a shot that uh, ended up being safe. 366 yards from the tee, 144 yards from the pin. Driver gap wedge setting up that birdie. But, you know, we talked about Tiger proving the golf course uh, in the late 1990s. Maybe they're going to have to bubble proof of this golf course uh in the next couple of years because he he just loves it. It suits his eye. He he likes to shape his shots. That golf course has a lot of movement. Uh, his putting, you know, he can't sleep on his putting. That was a huge key for him last week. It's been a huge key for him all year and having two wins and two second-place finishes so far in this 2013-14 schedule. You know, what I like to see is he's very comfortable at that golf course. It looks like he just uh, was moseying along, and uh, he had every shot right down. He knew what to expect. Although I thought it was interesting. He really he, go, go ahead, David. Well, he really did. And I, I know I just wanted to bring up the the fact that I was able to talk to Bubba at Doral in March, and he just seemed so composed. He was coming off that win at Riviera. He was so excited to get back to Augusta National, you know, this time not as the defending champion, not having to deal with the questions about the hook shot and the champion's dinner and, and all the media responsibilities. But I think – Going forward, he'll be more comfortable now. He's, he's not going to escape the media attention, especially at the 2015 Masters. The, the interesting thing will be is, you know, what kind of a, of a champion will he be going forward? Is this a player who can win a PGA? We always saw, you know, we saw him contend in 2010 at Whistling Straits. Can he win a PGA, a U.S. Open, a British Open? How many more PGA Tour events can he win? He seems to be very comfortable uh, in his space right now. And, and at 35 years old, you have to think he's not done winning golf tournaments and big golf tournaments at that. Damon, do you think he's just beginning to really get a sense of his own greatness as a golfer? I mean, you know, he he's he says he's a humble guy. He doesn't like the attention. Uh, you know, clearly a self-taught kid, you know, from Baghdad, Florida, as he likes to say. But, I, you know, I think another piece of this is I think Bubba, even for himself, is maybe becoming a believer in Bubba. And can you imagine how scary that could be? Because he's, he's got all the talent in the world. You know, there's just not a lot of people that can do what he does. Maybe Dustin Johnson as far as the, the power, Gary Woodland, 
Nicholas Colstar, maybe it's a handful of guys, but that have the, the big man with the soft hands, the touch around the greens, the imagination, to feel like there's no golf shot that he can't take on, 15, for example, through the trees. That kind of belief with that kind of power and talent is a very dangerous combination. And I think you're right, and, and I thought Tim Rosefort, my colleague, put it well, you know, kind of dumb as a fox. You know, Bubba likes to act like, you know, I'm just Bubba from the panhandle, you know, just happy to be here, y'all. Uh, and at the end of the day, he, he's he's remarkably smart. He's street smart. He's golf smart. Uh, and he's got a lot of talent. And he's just starting to appreciate and realize just how good he is. And you put all that together with his kind of happiness off the golf course, married with a son, Caleb, a lot of stability, good friends in Ricky Fowler and, and Ben Crane and Aaron Baddeley. He seems to have a very good support system right now. His caddy, Ted Scott, can't say enough about him. Uh, his agent, Jen Speck, another a solidifying presence in his life. Uh, things are very good for Bubba Watson right now, and, and you've got to think that he's going to be in a good place for the next five to ten years. We can do a lot of damage on the PGA Tour. So what do you see as we head towards uh, the U.S. Open at Pinehurst? Do you think that course is going to set up well for Bubba? I really think it will, Holly, and having been there in December and seeing some of the changes there, it's a golf course that requires a lot of imagination. It requires some movement on some of the tee shots, and uh, it requires a lot of patience. And patience isn't a word you, you, just, you used to describe Bubba Watson before he started winning major championships, but it takes patience. It takes being able to, to make bogey and not, uh, not turn that into a double or a triple. It takes being able to have a young talent like Jordan Spieth, you know, hole a bunker shot on four, and you're able to make a birdie on top of him. Or, you know, Jordan hit it stiff on six, and you're make, be able to make a birdie before Justin, uh, before Jordan does. I, I really think we're seeing uh, Bubba putting all the pieces together. A U.S. Open requires a different style of patience. It asks different questions than Augusta National does. But, but I do think that the way that the golf course will be set up uh, it's not that traditional U.S. Open rough. It's more of that wire grass. Uh, you know, you can hit the ball offline, and, and you'll, you'll, it'll kind of be more of a rub of the green type situation. I think his imagination is so good. His talent is so good. There are so many different types of shots that you can play around Pioneers that I think his uh, his imagination will be will be jazzed. His his mind will be very sharp. His antenna will be raised, and I think he's going to have a good week there as well. Well, and he is good for the game, Bubba Watson, and uh, good for the game as well as all of our people at the Golf Channel. We thank you so much for all the great coverage. Love Morning Drive. Lucky to have Golf Channel right here in Orlando. Damon Hack, thank you so much for your time. Anytime. Talk to you guys soon. Thanks for having me. All right. You're listening to Golf Insider, 740 The Game. Stay with us. We've got more Masters Review coming up. Well, I don't want to take all the credit for their talent, but uh, first I had to teach them to play golf. Then I had to teach them to sing, and then I taught them to play various instruments, none of which they do very well. I want my dream. Yeah, yeah, really not so lean and mean. I got good eyesight, I'll be all right. We're back. Golf Insiders wrapping up an hour of intelligent golf talk in the house. Holly G., Along with Rich B. Hey, I'll tell you something I wasn't very good at, Rich B., and that was picking any of the winners last week. Adam Scott, he was kind of a surprise. Um, Sergio. Boy, I, I really had some mojo going for Sergio. Missed the cut. And, uh, of course, Freddie. He gave me some 
Oh, he gave me some hope on Sunday. He's he loves the golf course and the golf course loves him. They love him up there. And you know, come on, oldest in the field. So many, so many great stories. But uh, Bubba Watson wearing the green jacket and um, you know, wait a minute, wait a minute, Orlando residence. Or- Orlando's Bubba Watson. You know, formerly from uh, Baghdad, Florida, but now that he lives here, I That's mean, this right. guy is—you uh, never know. I saw him at Einstein's Bagels over there in uh, Dr. Phillips one day. Just, I, I'm like, oh, there he is. There, there, you know, but and you gotta love a guy that goes to Waffle House for his victory <laughs> dinner. It does not get any better yeah, than I get that. a waffle. Whatever. If that's not good for the game, I don't know what is. But uh, speaking of good for the game, we've got uh, the next big tournament on the radar is the Players Championship. Yeah, up in a beautiful, you know, home of the PGA Tour. And we're going to bring in now our man who was at Augusta last week and is going to give us some updates also on uh, the TPC, Gary Smits from the Florida Times Union. Hey, Gary. Hey, hey fellas, guys. Holly, how you doing? Hey, you know, I don't mind being called fellas by you guys, you know? No, you're you're too good looking to be called fella. <laughs> Thank you. Let's just get that straight right now. That's so, a mistake on my part. Yo, so you, uh, you, did you have Bubba picked? I can't remember from last week when no, we talked. I picked Adam Scott to repeat, and uh, he, he looked good for a couple of days. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's it, the course played tough, or probably played as tough as any time since maybe 2008. Trevor Hummelman won, I, I believe, the same eight under score. Uh, not nearly as tough as in 2007 when Zach won it, Johnson won it and won over. But, you know, it was playing hard. And there was, uh, you know, if there was any complaint about uh, the tournament, is that nobody could really make up ground uh, on uh, Sunday. Now, obviously, they were, they were free to shoot the same 69 that Bubba did. Uh, but even the par fives were, were very hard. And, uh, uh, you know, it's. I think if somebody else had won that maybe wasn't, like if Thomas Bjorn had won, I think there would have been a lot more complaining about the conditions. Uh, but right now with, uh, you know, Phil having missed the cut and Tiger uh, injured, um, Love is probably, what, is he the next best uh, marquee guy out there? Is he the next, uh, uh, is outside of, it, it, uh, maybe an Adam Scott, something like that, Sergio, but, Above is certainly visible. He won that tournament once before, and he he's uh, you know doesn't have a coach, doesn't take swing lessons, has a quirky swing, just like you know ninety nine percent of the golfers in the world do. And uh, and and you know he's and he's a, and he's a bulldog, so they really love them there. Well, a, a couple of surprises. I think first of all, again, um, hats off to to Jordan Spieth, twenty years old. We know his story. Jonas Blix, who was another first timer who finished tied for second with Jordan, which kind of went under the radar a little bit. Uh, Ricky Fowler, I was, you know, maybe thinking this might be his breakthrough time. And Matt Kuchar not getting it done on Sunday. What's going on with him? Well, he, he's putting himself there, and uh, you know, and it's, and it's not that he's not getting it done on Sundays uh, because two years ago he birdied the 15th hole or eagled the 15th hole, almost made double eagle and had, was tied for the lead with three holes ago. So uh, then he bogeyed 16 and, and uh, missed out on the uh, Watson Wiesthausen playoff by uh, one or two shots. Uh, in this case, but he, is his trending from Texas to uh, Augusta has that been yeah. too good? Yeah, he started out very well uh, Sunday. Certainly birdie two and three, and then and then a double bogey on uh, 
uh, number four was really the uh, killer and didn't seem too much from him after that. He pulled a savvy. Uh, I miss, I yeah. miss, I miss, I make. <laughs> yep, exactly. He said it was the first four putt in his career. Uh, he, he, he thought he might have a chance when he made that birdie in front of Pine Straw on number 11. Not very many birdies there, let alone hitting it off the Pine Straw. But, uh, uh, but again, he couldn't uh, he couldn't make anything happen. Uh, Jonas Blixed, uh and missed a lot of fairways, and eventually it, it, it cost him no matter how good he chipped and putted. But he's somebody who kind of bears uh, – uh, watching, and uh, he's one of our guys that have moved to Ponte Vedra. There's a little bit of an international contingent now that wasn't there maybe 10 or 15 years ago in, in the Ponte Vedra, Jacksonville Beach area, but we've got David Lingmurth and Jonas Blixt, uh, Tim Wilkinson from New Zealand, uh, Aaron Price from, from Australia, and, uh, and a lot of uh, Luke Guthrie recently moved here, and uh, TJ Vogel, who played for the University of Florida, and uh, he's in a web.com tour, and people predict big things for him. So uh, getting back up there, and, of course, it's not Orlando, obviously. Orlando is always going to have the all-star team. And, uh, by the way, somebody made note of the fact that the current address that Bubba Watson occupies now has now has uh, uh, 16 majors. That's right. Tiger's old, <laughs> old hacienda. You know, putting yeah. it like that, you know, and on Sunday I'm rooting, uh, I'm rooting hard for an American. I want to see an American win. You know, it would be difficult to watch, like, uh, you know, hey, Sweden's Jonas Blix. You know, he's got a real a good shot at winning the thing. But I'm thinking, you know, hey, let's uh, let's go. Rah, 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 USA. Well, and I thought maybe it might be Lee Westwood's time. And oh, how please. About, how about Bernhard Langer, you know? I want an American. Mr. Yeah, uh, yeah. Mr. 69 on, on Sunday. I mean, mm-hmm. fantastic. Yeah, uh, pretty well. And, you know, Fred Couples uh, hung in there. Uh, a little bit longer. To, and one thing that Fred didn't do is he, he he didn't have a good Thursday and Friday like he's had in the past and to shoot himself out of it on Saturday. Uh, you know, he, he, he'd he been like 77, 75 the last two Saturdays at Augusta, but he, he's 71, 72 out there, and that kept him in the kept him in the ball game. Uh, you I know, think- it, 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 I, I think that what's happening is with these young guys, especially there's such an overwhelming desire by golf to have to find the next superstar right now to replace Tiger and Phil, even though those guys might still have some gas left in the tank. Who knows Tiger is gonna, how he's going to come back from his back surgery? And there are some very good players out there. You know, we already talked about Jordan Spieth, Patrick Reed. You know, Rory's here, but do, do these guys have the charisma that makes fans go to the tournament or turn on the TV if they're flipping around and they see Jordan Spieth? In lead at Harvard Town, do they really stop and and watch? I don't know. They maybe, but right now the the charisma factor is not there. And even with Bubba Watson winning, the, the Golf Channel ratings is the lowest Sunday in ten years. Yeah, that's amazing. That uh, you know, I, I think they missed a, a couple of digits in there. I swear they it had to have been uh, a misprint because. I, I thought it would be people. Well, you would have you would have thought, especially with Bubba, uh, that it would have drawn more eyeballs. But um, it, yeah. it it was a surprise, and uh, you know I think Bubba's a a good win for golf, and uh, we'll see if it uh, carries over and how it's gonna uh, how he's gonna play in the next major. And we've got uh, the players coming up in a couple of weeks, Gary. So we'll be checking in with you again. Uh, some new changes, I know they're going to a new playoff system. They announced uh, today. Yeah. What's it's that? going to a three-hole playoff similar to what the PGA uses, and it's uh, 16, 17, 18. Of course, they can announce a new playoff format. It might not have a playoff for 10 years. 
There's only been three playoffs in the history of this tournament at Sawgrass. Yeah, we got to uh, run. Two. We got to run, Gary. So, sorry so much, but we'll get okay. back. We'll get back with you in a couple of weeks before the tournament. Sure we're we're out of here.